forever. Dog. If she tastes blood, she's his. This week on the podcast, L.J. Smith's Nightworld Book 7, Huntress. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are back to L.J. Smith's Nightworld with Huntress. Huntress with Jez and Jez, short for Jezebel. Yeah. And but she don't call her that. <laughs> you can never call her her full name. People in books and movies hate being called their real names. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They have to be called their short, cool nicknames. Mm hmm. And she is kind of torn, but not really between. Oh, God. What are the guys' names? This is like the barest of love triangles. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like like, nothing. Oh, was there a love triangle there? Oh, yeah. Somebody drew it in in pencil and then they erased it. That's what this love triangle is. When when when, when L.J. Smith is like, Jez couldn't help but love Hugh, I was like, really? Because like you're saying it, but I do not feel it. I just didn't understand why it was in there it's fine it wasn't like oh this is so distracting no it truly was it was like inoffensive i was just like okay next to nothing i guess it was just like a fun misdirect i don't know (laughs) yeah that's kind of a fun misdirect it's like oh and she's in love with an old soul what no she does have a soulmate and it's this person she knew all her life which like second one right we knew that it was him the second that she's like, I don't like him. I was like, okay. Mm, here we go. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was relieved when the soulmate thing did happen pretty relatively quickly. Yeah. Because if she was going to spend the book going like, I don't know what he was talking about. He doesn't love me. He hates me. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah. like throw the book across the room. Wait, what's the name of the vampire boy? Oh, you're probably not remembering it because it's another like medieval sounding anglo-saxon oh, name it's like morgad 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 I, i'm i'm saying morgad in my head yeah i was saying m-o-r-g-e-a-d i think that would be morgad isn't it crazy that like two books in a row it's like the bad boy is either mordred or morgad that's very close it's a little close. uncanny if you ask me it's crazy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what i'm scared are you- <laughs> it's so coincidence. Um, oh my god! It's like it's that name that isn't the same at all is stalking us. <laughs> so it's so You're obsessed all, with us. It's stop it. I no means no. Yeah. Um, I will Gad. read the back of the book since I have the physical copy. Mm-hmm. Please do. Cool. Blood fever. Mm. Jess Redford is unique. She's a vampire hunter who's half vampire. Raised in the Redfern family, the girl with fiery hair and silver blue eyes was the undisputed leader of a gang of vampire raiders. Then came the discovery that shattered her life. Her mother was a human. 
Now Jez hunts her former <laughs> friends protecting humans from the night world. But when Circle Daybreak sends her on a search for one of the legendary wild powers, capital W, capital P, Jez has to rejoin her old gang. They want her back, especially Morgad, the gorgeous green-eyed vampire who used to be her second-in-command. Jez wants to stay faithful to Hugh Davis, sort of, the human she loves. <laughs> but Morgad swears he's her soulmate, and he'll do anything to lure her back to the old ways. Not really. With danger Nothing. and temptation all around, Jez finds herself irresistibly drawn to him. And she's afraid that if she tastes blood again, she'll become the evil huntress she once was. This is like kind of a very back of her mind fear. Yeah, no, it, this this is book, like this this description is over dramatizing how the actual reading experience goes. Because truly, I and I do usually really love these books, and I still think that like in general, I liked this book more than our average book that we read. Yes, it, yeah, it's I mean, one of my least favorite. Just a little bit higher. Yeah, it's one Quality. of my fa least favorite L.J. Smiths. Um, I didn't really feel like there were very many. Stakes. Like, like it's not much happened. She was just kind of like floating. And I was grateful that like we did skip. Like, so when she's like, oh my God, I'm half human. Mm -hmm. And then smash like, cut to her. <laughs> yeah. Her being like, wow, I'm living a human life. I was like, you know what? Honestly, like, thank you. Because like that would have been yeah, really just like been, just boring. Like, so tedious. Yes. Tedious is the word. I, was I don't need for. to watch you struggle. No, I get no, it. no, no, no. No. Um, um, also, yeah. So it was like I was glad they got that over with. I was glad they got the soulmate thing over with. Um, I was glad there wasn't a ton of back and forth with that love triangle with Hugh. It was like literally a nothing love triangle. Like it was nothing. at first she's like, mm, I love him, and he is kind of like, oh, I feel more for you, and she's like, you can't because you're an old soul, and he's like, okay, but they don't even say that to each other. Like she thinks it. Yeah, they and never then, discuss this. Um, but yeah, and, and then she's like obsessing over Morgad for like the most of the book. And then there's like one moment where she's like, the way that Hugh is squatting on the ground is not a way that Morgad would squat on the ground. Because Hugh is cute <laughs> and compact. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Like, like, wow, the two different ways these boys squat. I am torn. <laughs> I was just like, I guess. And she was like, was one. Just... Yeah. <laughs> She's like, one has blonde hair, fine baby blonde hair, and one has dark brown hair, black hair, and green <laughs> one eyes. Is fair and one is dark. Okay. Classic. Lindsay, so you had the book with the OG cover. I do. I bought all of the, I bought all original. Or as close to as possible, L.J. Smith books. I the covers are really fantastic. Good. Even when they're bad, they're good. And I got the um like omnibus ones because I didn't have time. So I mm -hmm. was not. You are not given like usually it's just like generic girl picture. It's like those ones, like the kind of bad covers. Yeah, the early two thousands. They're terrible. Um. I actually kind of like the new covers that are just like I do too. They look yeah. like like secret tomes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I like those like ones. Symbols. It's just like very simple illustrations mm -hmm. yeah, of I think like cool. an onk. Yeah. 
Uh, and the Huntress one is really cool looking. It has like uh, like foxglove flower with like an onk and like cool symbols, which like have nothing to do with the book, but that's fine. Ooh. Um. So now you always mm-hmm. knew what the two main characters looked like. I did, unfortunately. Based on... Or the artist's uh, interpretation of said main characters. Yes. Um, I did mm-hmm. not expect <laughs> Morgad to look quite like that is just what I'm uh-huh. thinking. He looks like kind of a... How can I put this? It's like 80s Christian Slater interpretation of a 50s greaser. Yes. And 42. And he is wearing old. an earring. Yes. Yeah, he and looks 42 very old. old. He's mm-hmm. extremely older than her. Um Got I just didn't like even half op- like like sleepy-eyed dumb look on his face. Yes. Yes, and his hairline is traveling. And she looks um, about 14. She looks young. <laughs> She's got a lot of hair, a lot of bright red hair. As as she is described. Yes. So that's the thing. Like, her, I felt like she looked like that. Mm-hmm. And then him, I just also didn't know that he wore jackets like that. Like, in my head, he was not dressed like that, which is I... weird because she's a motorcycle girl. Yeah. And she never wears all white. No, that is she in the beginning is described as wearing a leather jacket. But I guess after she discovers she's human, she's like, I guess I wear white now. Yeah. No, she does like impure. She does have some interesting ideas about like what makes you human. Pure. Because she's like, now that I'm human, my face is rounder because that's a human look. And I don't drink blood because if I do, I'm gonna like be more vampire and I don't want to be because that's evil don't although it's funny I feel like she went from one extreme to the other in like extremely a very, fast yes like with no self-awareness because she she starts out life she thinks she's a vampire she was raised to think she's 100% vampire and so she belongs to this gang of um killers who just they hunt down humans for sport bad humans like skinheads well i don't know if we know that because it says i think it's a coincidence yeah it's a coincidence that right now like the moment that we see it's a skinhead gang i but i feel like just judging from how they act when she comes back to them i'm like oh lj just couldn't have our main character (laughs) that's what i was about to say yeah like be that bad they're supposed to be killing all kinds of humans but it's like but on this night she's killing a nazi so it's fine <laughs> but then she lets him yeah, go yeah. because rather than like he just starts like quietly weeping and that's what triggers all of these memories of like her crying as a child watching her mother die and then she has the realization that she was a human child yeah which leads to the realization that she's only half vampire half human and then rather than go, wow, killing all together is maybe wrong. She's yeah. like, I can't believe I was killing humans all these years. Well, time to kill my other people. And then she just starts killing night world creatures. I know. I, it's I like, not the answer, like she, Jess. She was like having a like American History X arc off page. <laughs> like she was like straight up like committing hate crimes 
And we just like luckily the one that we witnessed was like she was killing him because he was human, but he also happened to be a skinhead. So like it was okay. It's like when Buffy like accidentally tries to kill Ted or accidentally kills Ted and then it's all okay because he happened to be a robot. Yeah, because she was right about him. (laughs) Yeah, and she was right. But like the whole time that like Faith accidentally killed a human, she's like, wow, Faith, you accidentally killed someone. It's like Buffy, you (laughs) accidentally forgetting. Yeah, like, hello? It's like that. Like, she's very, like, she was killing all these people because of what her gang of vampires acted like when she came back. I was like, oh, they were killing, like, anyone. And we just thankfully only witnessed a bigot (laughs) chased. Yeah. And even then she spares him, so. Another way on a similar note in which she seems very dumb is like as soon as she finds out she's half human, she also assumes that they have no real feelings for anyone. But like Humans? all they were, no, the night her gang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm going to go back and they're going to kill me immediately. And she gets back and they're like, Jess, you're back. <laughs> we were I know. so worried. And it didn't even occur to her that they would have missed her and wouldn't just kill her on sight, even though they don't know she's half human. Yeah. I understand why she thinks like, oh, as soon as they find out I'm half human, I'm dead. But they didn't know that. So why? It's like she forgot that they have feelings. Well, and she knows how the gang works, right? Because she, she's like, oh, yeah, all I have to do is like say that I defeated Morgad in combat. And then I get to be the leader again. And so she says that. And everyone's like, great, yay. And she's like, huh, that's weird. But I'm like, but you knew that. That's why you did that. Yes. But she like, yeah, I don't know. She's also, Morgad only ever seems good. He only ever seems like he cares about her. He's never trying to kill her. Even before they make their soulmate connection, he's just 100% like, I was so worried about you. Oh yeah, from and the then very he beginning. Absolutely, he just lets her win. He like bought human body or vampire body shields her at one point, and she's like, "Get off of me!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's like taking bullets for you, bitch. I think she is probably the least likable main character in the series, and it's not even because I, I think it's because she's not enough of one thing too. Because it's not like I just don't feel like she's as fleshed out as the other characters. Yes, that we've exactly. Seen. She just seems, it's not like I hate her and it's not like I don't like her because of her behavior. I don't like her because of her thinking. She just seems like totally clueless. Yeah. And she cannot get it. She just, it's like she can't hold more than one idea at any given time. Yes. And a big part of me too is like, why are you involving yourself? Like, I get that she's a wild power, but like the delusion that she has that she can like, make any kind of difference in this big war it just feels like it's a coincidence that she's a wild power and therefore like do you know what i mean like i feel like if she was my friend and was like i'm gonna get involved in this like huge war against like humans and vampires i'd be like i just feel like you are not special enough well he specifically asks her to though he says that the whole Daybreak Council has decided she's the one to do it. So it's yes. not like she involves herself. But it's just like her 
maybe it's not even her. It's like maybe LJ Smith. Like where I'm not saying she has to be. She's like straddling the line between chosen one and like Mary Sue, where it's kind of like she's mm-hmm. not enough. Like she has the bad qualities of each, which mm-hmm. to me, I just wasn't as interested because I was like, I just feel like you're kind of just floating through this and you're not even really making that. Yeah. It's like, you I'm know? a perfect fighter who's great at everything. And yeah. I also have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like, like I'm so in control except for when like I don't, I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. Because also like the thing with the little girl who they find out is like one of the oldest souls in the world or something. Oh, yeah, because so, there's this principle, like, there are hu- – not all humans get reincarnated, but some of them do. They're called old, soul, old souls, and there are also, on top of that, wakened old souls who are aware of all of their other lives. He was one of these, and then this little girl who they think is a wild power who's, like, meant to save the world just turns out to be a super old soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so she comes, so she's basically like, okay, let's, let's go through really quick what happens in this book. So she is like fighting, she's like queen of killing humans. And then she's like, oh no, I'm having these memories. I guess I'm half human, which that was the other thing to me. Like it felt a little arbitrary that like, that was the thing that like threw her. I agree. I I don't know why watching a skinhead weep suddenly recalled <laughs> memories of her own crying because I feel like she would have seen like a lot of weeping before this. Yeah. Yeah, I think she would have been bathing and weeping. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So she's like, oh, I'm half human. I'm remembering this now because this guy is like quiet, quietly weeping in front of me. <laughs> and she's like, I have to go. And then we cut to her being like, <laughs> I'm my living uncle. a human life. <laughs> and no one uncle is Bracken, happy. What am I? No one's happy with her as a as a pretend human. Mm-hmm. Her new her she goes back and she finds her mother's brother, which I thought it you was know, very funny that all of a sudden she's like, yep. And then I went and I found my mom's bro. Yeah. And also, I, I just liked the like, it's not laziness. I think it's 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 like conscious divvying up of energy by LJ Smith as a writer where she's like. Like, I'm just not going to waste my energy on shit that's not going to pay off. So (laughs) her being like, yeah, I just don't really go to school, which is like, great. I don't need to see scenes of her at school. Uh We don't we don't need to see that. And then there was like another one. What was it where she's like, um, there's something else like with her family. I think, oh, it was just like finding them and all that. It's like, no, now I just live here and like all that stuff is behind us. And which truly I am fine with. No, same. I'm. I was fine with both of those. Like not seeing her at school, not seeing this. Like, great. I just like seeing that choice by L.J. Smith to be like, I don't want to write about that, so I won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna. It's refreshing. Yeah. I because I again like I don't I don't need to see you struggle through this. 
No, exactly. Like, like we can tell when someone doesn't like what they're writing. And like, we've read books like that where someone's like, what a drag. And we can feel it. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to see her be like, like, (laughs) thank you for sparing us. Yeah. Um, Oh, but so her family's all pissed at her because they're like, we think you're a normal human girl, but you keep disappearing at all hours and you don't come home until 10 p.m. Oh, and you don't go to school. Oh, my God. I remembered my absolute favorite line of the book and probably <laughs> my new go to insult to anyone now. OK, but c- continue. You're you're talking about and I'll I'll jump in when you get there. Oh, OK, OK, OK. So uh, and like weirdly, like her cousin is like such a busybody mm-hmm. um her cousin claire who but here's the thing is mm-hmm. I, oh go ahead I, go, go ahead no say the thing oh just that we've read enough i feel like lj smith and kirsten white do this similar thing which i actually prefer um because it means that they're like feminist and not pieces of shit um, <laughs> where it's like this girl is like being really fucking annoying and then you like find out their reasoning and you're like, ah, okay. Instead yeah. of it being like girls versus girls and aren't girls catty and aren't they this? Yes. It's yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. Like I get why you, like I get why you were distrustful of this character and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite moment of the book, my favorite line of the book, my favorite line ever and the insults, I will throw at anyone for the rest of time if I want them to get off my back. They're fighting. Claire is like, why Why don't you have to follow the rules? And I do have to follow the rules. And, and <laughs> Jez goes, why don't you go work on your web page, Claire? I thought that was so <laughs> fucking I funny. Go work on your web page. Why don't you go work on your <laughs> web page, Claire? And web is spelled with a capital W. <laughs> It's so good. She reached the door of her bedroom. Instead of yelling at her cousin, she simply half turned and said, why don't you go work on your webpage, Claire? Then she opened the door and glanced inside and there's like a ghoul there. (laughs) Why don't you go? Yeah, work on your webpage. It's so perfect. Also, the fact that her name is Claire somehow is really perfect as well. No, it is. It's it's a really good name. And the character is like very um, like well actualized mm-hmm. um but yeah what <laughs> why don't you go work on your web page claire it's just so dismissive so dismissive but, yes yeah it's so good um but claire it does not and instead is just like listening outside the door and is like what are you doing in there while she's fighting with this ghoul <laughs> she's like i'm looking for a ruler <laughs> oh and she's like god she's what is like, that punch, smell punch. yeah it was very good i'm Um, looking for a ruler she's like literally fighting a dark force of evil a human who who like was given enough blood to keep alive but not enough blood to become a vampire and they're just like they're literally rotting (laughs) she's fighting him in a room knocking into things they're like what's going on in there i'm looking for a ruler i'm looking for a ruler uh here's some good lines yeah, she's got some good ones. Uh, and LJ Smith is funny. We've mm-hmm. I, she she writes funny, funny st- her characters are funny when she wants them to be. Um but yeah, they're like <laughs> she's like, 
that doesn't sound like finding a realtor to me. And I mean, it. and when she explains why she's been so mean to Jez when Claire does, you're like, yeah. I mean, it is annoying. It would be annoying if I were if I were Claire and my parents were letting um, Jez just like get away with murder and like I'm have to be perfect all the time. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. And like she's just beautiful and, you know, she she's half vampire. She's like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And Claire can sense this. And so it is very frustrating to sense something going on and not being able to like put your finger on it yeah yeah and you're just like why why do they treat you better than me you know Mm -hmm. um and then so so they're like uh so finally she disposes of the ghoul she like drops it out the window oh my god she finds her ruler (laughs) she does find her ruler and and she's like fuck i don't know how to hide Hugh. so she just like puts a bunch of blankets on him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and close and then opens the door and is like it's fine what's happening and Claire's like what is that smell because it's a rotting body was in there like the mm-hmm. ghoul was rotting mm-hmm. so it smells also, like a decomposing Cla- body not Claire also Jez herself is pretty ripe which she admits she's, to us well because she was like as she was fighting the ghoul like pieces of the ghoul were coming off onto her so it's like on her so she's like mm, it is me I smell bad <laughs> The smell was me all along. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's just like Claire and her and and the human part of Jez's family, like, just don't understand her. She keeps running off to try and because because then later he was like, guess what? Uh, there's going to be a big war. There's this big prophecy. There's these wild powers and the uh, vampires that are not part of Circle Daybreak, which we know are the ones that promote peace um, between the different factions. Um, they want to destroy the wild powers so that way, because those are the only things that could stand to stop like the next thing that's going to destroy all the humans. And it'll be like eternal night for the vampires or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but we need your help. Cause like you have to go deal it. And she's like, fuck. Because they're like, you know what? Um, Morgad has found a wild power. And the only person that we know that can get to him is you. So you got to go back and pretend that you want to be his friend and try and get that info out of him. So she goes back. And it's weird to me that they are having their soulmate moment then. I thought that too. And here's my inner justification. And I it might get said in the book, but I don't think so. Which okay. is that she hasn't been drinking blood, and so now she's more human, and maybe that needed. It was supposed to, to be between first. him and a human version of her. It might be like a I puberty thing. <laughs> it might like be a puberty ready. thing. It might just be timing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to happen till now. But I had mm-hmm. the same thought. I was like, um, "Haven't you known each other since you were children?" Yeah. I and thought like, it was an immediate been, thing, but me too. And also, like they've touched each other because we know because he protects her in the first scene of the book. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So they start having but a we fight. We accept it. It's fine. It's not worth losing sleep. It's over. not worth it, <laughs> Lindsay. It's not worth it. It's not. Calm let down. it go. <laughs> that's like the classic move of somebody that's like seeing two two guys in a Seven Eleven fight, where you're like, "It's not worth it, man." Yeah. Walk away, Boy, man. Come on, not walk worth away. It. Hey, man, he's not worth it. You're better than that. 
Um, so they're, you know, experiencing their soulmate thing because they've started fighting. Because she's like, I want to take you down because I want to be leader again. And he's like, I'm, I have a special power. And he's, is he one of the wild powers? I did not understand this. No. Wait, what? So what is the thing that he does to her? What is that? Oh, he has like telepathy and it can be kind of like used as a weapon. But how come he can do it? I guess he just He's is strong enough. That he, whereas she okay. hasn't been drinking blood and so she can't even do. Right. She can't even speak with uh, tele- <laughs> telepathically. She can't even speak telepathically. <laughs> telepathically. Um. Yeah. Oh, and also because he's like, I could teach you because like intrinsically, like we're stronger, but like the other vampires are not strong enough to learn it or something like that. Mm -hmm. I remember him saying that and she was like, what? (laughs) Well, that's crazy that I guess I am pretty strong. (laughs) I guess I'm pretty strong if you think about it. Um, (laughs) I guess if you if I think about it, I have freckles. Uh, and he's like, uh, cool, everyone's come back. All the other v- vampires come in and they're like, yay, you're back. And she's like, I was sent by the Redfern family because I am a Redfern. Because she is mm-hmm. half. And everyone's like, okay. And they're like, <laughs> let's go get the wild power. Because he had found the r- wild power. He had shown, what's her name? Uh, Jez the news footage of the wild power, which is this little girl. And she remembers watching it on the news as well. And there's this little girl and it was her and Claire watching it. And there's this little girl who was like in a fire. And then all of a sudden, like this blue fire comes out and stops the fire. So they're like, Oh, it's the little girl. She, she has that power. So we're going to test her. They capture her. They put fire around her and she can't make it stop. Um, this was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's my test. I'm brilliant. We'll light her on fire and then she'll probably stop it. It was a but pretty crazy stupid plan. Is that why do the, the and this is what I mean by like the second she gets back, we only ever see Morgad be good. Yeah. He's not like, oh well, let her burn. He wants to save her too. Yeah, and he even scolds the rest of them because they were like, let's just let her die. And he's like, no, we don't kill kids. And I was like, what? So he's always been fine. And she's like, if he finds out that I'm half human, he'll kill me. But I'm like, girl, why? Will he? Yeah. I'm not seeing that. I don't see it. Maybe she's just projecting her own racism onto him. Mm, Maybe. Self-hating vampire. Yeah, I just and I don't, guess, I like, don't understand why she it, it it needs to be said either like she just like flipped and and was like just so sure that her being half human was going to make him hate her or like he needed to have some shift. Yeah. Like with um Ash, he's yeah. like all bad and then he touches Mary Lynette and then he's mm-hmm. he has to like make amends. But no, Morgat mm-hmm. is just like, yeah, I've pretty much always been good. At no point do I ever like step out of line, even though when she sees into his memories, he's like, I hate humans because they take care of their children and I never got taken care of. Yeah. And I also, I just didn't really feel any chemistry between them. Like, 
more chemistry for sure than like most of the books we read. But for L.J. Smith, not very much because like for other stories of hers, it's always like white hot chemistry. This was just kind of medium. I was like, I was like, I believe it, but I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, excited to see what happens with these two. I'm just kind of like, okay, Yeah, I see that. I mean, maybe it's just like where I am mentally or something that I'm like dead inside. I know. <laughs> I mean, I am, I am pretty dead inside. Um, I mean, you are dead that inside, but I don't know if that is related exactly <laughs> per se. Like correlation, not causation. Yes, exactly. Um, I think it's that the book had to split its time between them being soulmates, her coming to terms with her, her mixed, um, forgot words, <laughs> her mixed status or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the um, wild powers story, because this is the first or like this is a huge step forward in the mythology of why all of a sudden mm-hmm. night worlds and human worlds are soulmates again. Yes, we're finally getting the why. Yes. And it's like yes. the, basically the titans of this mythology are waking up after something like 30,000 years of being out of power because it went 10,000 years of the shit what are they called the shapeshifters shapeshifters oh right 10,000 years of the shapeshifters being in power then there's some sort of like world apocalypse event like a um, fire there's like a big fire all over the world Mm -hmm. and they go into hibernation then for 10,000 years the witches rule then there's an ice age and they go underground. And then there is the vampire rule. So I guess there's never werewolf rule. Right. I forget. Um, and then something happens there. And then it's humans rule. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember the events that happen. Um, and then it's a human rule for 10,000 years. It's coming to an end. The millennium is two years away, and so everything is starting to shift again. Mm-hmm. And so then all of Night World is like, great, let's eradicate the humans. Being <laughs> being the lesser species has not been fun. Yeah. We don't like yeah. this anymore. So now it's just going to be like Night World rule, and they don't care how, how apocalyptic things are going to get. Yeah. And there's, but there's going to be one wild power from each of the species. In this book, we find out it's a human, turns out to be Jez. For a hot second, we think it's Iona, the little girl who gets set on fire. Then we think it's Claire. Um, and then it turns out it's Jez. And there's probably get, then going to be like a werewolf, a vamp- or a vampire, and then a witch. Yeah. Wild power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think because it's like taken up with three different things, we can't really get the Jez and Morgad heat. Also, I think there's another I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, you know what it might also be? It's that usually in these books, they're like, we can't be together because of a valid reason. Mm -hmm. And for this, she keeps being like, no, I can't love Morgad because I can't. And you're like, but it. 
Well, it's because she's half human, but the, this goes back to the Morgad only seems good problem. Yeah, which that's the problem because mm-hmm. she's like, because he won't like me. And it's like, but he hasn't seemed like he wouldn't. Yeah, he's done nothing to suggest he would kill you. Nothing. Right. He's not Ash. Ash is, was evil. Yeah. And so I think it's it's tough because like, again, also like Morgad doesn't really seem like a fully fleshed out character like Ash was or like... Mm-hmm. um just like any of the other male characters in these stories. He just seems kind of like he's there. I did feel for him when we were getting all of the memories, but he's he's not very, he doesn't have much personality. No. And maybe it's just that, I mean, she writes so many of these books, you just start to run out of personalities. I get it. (laughs) She's writing so many. I haven't written a whole series. That seems hard. Yeah, it seems really hard. And we're on what, book seven? And this does not get finished, which is upsetting. Yeah. Is the end book nine is like not end end, but like what she's finished? Um, Witch light? I don't know. Witch light, I imagine, is where it leaves off and that it's not finished. Because otherwise, I don't know why it would be in like printed in my book. And then there was talk that she was going to publish it herself. Huh. And then that never happened, I believe. Why? Um, who knows? Maybe she just like, you know, she wasn't, she was out of practice. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Book 10 is Strange Fate. However, what, what is the status? Strange Fate. Mm. Book 10, not yet published, reportedly follows a 16-year-old girl named Sarah Strange who has mysterious dreams of night world inhabitants, blah, blah, blah. On Jan- mm, This is not going to happen. On January 22nd, 2012, LJ Smith claimed at her website under the burning fan questions section shows the endgame for nearly all the main characters you have seen in the Night World series as Ash helps them. It tells of Sarah Strange and her two soulmates, ooh, one Uh-oh. of whom is the last wild power. Um, so yeah, it. she just must never have written it. Mm. What's going on on her official website? Yeah, I'm looking. Happy holidays, meet my new kitties. <laughs> all right is this legit new because it is the holidays i'm not authorized to view this resource excuse me <laughs> i can't see the blog unless i create an account tricky tricky i'm sorry what really okay wait mm-hmm. hold on l jane smith official site happy holidays meet my new kitties have an absolutely fabulous holiday on my facebook what is this real this website is could stand to to be better the on her twitter account um i think this might be a coincidence because she wrote um there's a tweet from july 2018 that's just a link to a fandom article july 9th 2018 link to a fandom article and then December 22nd, 2015, season's greetings to all. Please see my happy holidays post with new pictures and let it snow or rain in California. So I don't, I think by pure coincidence, we are looking at a happy holidays from 2015. Yeah, I think that's what we're looking at. It just happens to be around in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, because the most recent thing is the word choice and not so subtle sexism thing. 14 December 2015. What? Fandom pages she linked to. 
neither of them are there. So yeah, there's not an update. This is, it's from 2015. That's so weird that we're visiting the site also around the holidays. Yeah. No update. I wonder what's happening with her. They're making Night World movies or shows, aren't they? Are they? I mean, they did Vampire Diaries. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think she's rich? (gasps) No. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably well off at this point because they made a series of it, but no. (laughs) No. I mean, richer than me. Right. I think it's hard to be rich nowadays is what I mean. It is hard to be rich nowadays. I'm just saying the bar is very high. Oh, what is this heart of of valor? I'm just looking at her other books that she's written. Hmm. I thought there was news. Uh -uh. Not that I'm seeing. Forbidden Game was so good, dude. Yeah, I'm just seeing. They're making Forbidden Game, not Nightworld. They are? (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Whoa, have we read Dark Visions, The Passion? What's that? Dark Visions sound so familiar. Vo- Dark Visions, Volume 3. Oh, it's another series? Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah, fucking huh. Greg Berlanti is adapting it. That motherfucker does everything. He gets his I'm tired of it. Everything. When is my time? <laughs> Constantly, it's down to me or Greg Berlanti, and he keeps getting it. He's getting them. Um... He's he's doing all that DC stuff. Uh, um, Not everything. Let me see here. Yeah, huh? I'm looking I at mean, her books. He did, if I'm not mistaken, the Queen's Gambit. Huh? Like fucking everything. Wow. Get maybe that money. Or maybe it was Saved by the Bell. I don't know. One of the things I've watched recently. <laughs> <laughs> did you like the Queen's Gambit? I thought it was fine. I thought I, she's like one of the most selfish people I've ever met. The character? I yes. haven't seen it. Um, yeah, it was fine. I was like really interested in like what it must be like because I was seeing like such variance in in people's opinions on it. Like I saw, you know, one person being like, you know, or like mo- multiple people be- multiple people being like the Queen's Gambit is tremendous to people being like i could not watch past episode three so i'm curious as to what it's like i need to watch it and form my opinion yeah it's it's like fine yeah i figured it was probably fine it's so interesting when people um hate a show or something like it's uh sleeping with their husband (laughs) like it's like this very personal hate where i'm like you can calm down I'm sure that I could think of a show that's like that for me, but maybe it was Saved by the Bell. That you felt hatred? No, no, no. That he, sorry, I oh. jumped back to Greg Berlanti like an idiot. Okay. Um, I can't remember what what surprising thing I saw his name attached to. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there are shows like that that I absolutely hate, but not Queen's Gambit. It's just so, it's harmless. Yeah, it just I does just, that thing where it's like I'm a woman and I'm an alcoholic, and so I like my friend Connie Shin put this perfectly on Twitter. She was like, "What what happens when male writers want to portray like a messed up female?" And it's just her in her oh, underwear I saw that. in her apartment, yeah. looking perfect and hot. No, 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 that's not what it is, honey. Mm-mm. 
It's like looking we like look a as fucking ugly as anyone. rock golem, like <laughs> like laying on your side, like staring at the fucking wall, dehydrated and like <laughs> like not good. No, no, no. It's not yeah. cute. It's not cute. Like not you cute. look like you smell bad, you know? Because you do. Because you do. You smell tremendous. And it's Lee just bad. she's got she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where just everybody loves her and wants to help her all the time. All she does is take and take and take. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just that the show doesn't seem to understand that she's selfish. Yeah. There are shows like, that oh, have selfish characters that I, it's fine because you're like, that oh, character selfish. We all see it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm thinking of a show that I do hate, but I don't want to say it because uh, I'm trying to have a career in this world. So. Mm-hmm. Like I would, you know, I would audition for a role on this show, even though, yeah, I mean, I'm not it doesn't have a place for searching me. my mind for it. <laughs> I have one. I have one that I'm like, uh, that I'm like, I cringe uh, when I see it. I just typed it into the chat. This is maybe mean to the listeners because I feel like people are. Well, you know what? I'm trying to protect my career. I don't think it's mean. But I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you know I what? hate that show. <laughs> that is a show I like am angry at. Like it slept with my husband. Yes. As me, me as it. well. I'm like, why? Who sees the appeal of this? Right. Right. There's another yes. one that I thought I hated, but I is also like, I, it's fine. Oh, my God. What is it? I'll put it in the chat. Yeah, put it in the chat. You guys think, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I thought I hated it. But then I was like, you know what? Actually. Live your life. Live your life. And I'm going to reserve my hatred for the first show that we wrote down. Yeah, because that's what deserves <laughs> it. You don't deserve my ire. Like, it's just maybe like a little more juvenile than I was hoping. Um, yeah. Whereas this other show is like um, an affront to my sense of humor, mm-hmm. to my... To- oh, mm. Uh-oh. Bleep. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Too close too close uh it also like has someone of not that ethnicity not that that heritage and not that heritage doing a kind of caricature of someone of that heritage which Uh to me i'm like you didn't need to take that role Uh um it's like all the worst characteristics of this creator's writing um yes rather than the best yes and um, too many awards, too many awards, an unfair number of awards. Yes. An unwarranted number of awards for this show. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Okay, I'm going to tell you something. Yes. The uh, When people are like. <laughs> are we people... just going to slowly give this away? No, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no, no, no. When people are like, I love this show. I don't think anything negative of that person for telling me. I I think. Oh, you're happier than me in your life. Like things don't bother mm-hmm. you as much. Like mm-hmm. you're you're not as jaded. Like y- you have some like joie de vivre. Like your your life is just easier just due to your mentality than mine is because I just could never like that. Yeah, because I'm too critical. Yeah. That makes sense. I I um I envy the openness. Right. I can't get past myself enough to like this show. Okay, I'm about to say something that's like really bitchy. 
Go for but it. it's like the same as like when I see my cat that just like sleeps all day. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I had that simple of a mind. <laughs> like, I, I wish I, I wish I like, like that things weren't so complicated yeah. and stormy in my brain and bad. Yeah. And that I could just enjoy something like that. Yeah. I wish. I, and so this maybe is like a me problem. It is a me problem. It is. Basically, anything that exists that I don't like, then that means it's not for me. Right. But did this show sleep with my husband? Yes. And so I'm a little mad. Here's what another problem is, right? I'm like, it's not for me. But then there's a lot of people that are like, but it should be for you because of your demographic. (laughs) It is for you. You can't tell me my demographic. Exactly. Yeah, I I think it was okay. And I should I actively dislike it. Should I should I bleep what the it's thing about? That you said? Yeah. Okay. You'll have to go Look. back. Go back and bleep the thing that you said. Mm-hmm. That like gonna... like dangerously giving it away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because listen, we're trying to work in this industry. I'll and be you fake. Have to be careful. I'll be fake online. I'll be fake. Or oh my no, God, I don't. I'll be fake. That's the thing is, I I'm not fake, but I will omit many of my opinions mm-hmm. yeah that's true actually i'm not gonna be fake where like let's say like someone that like let's imagine right that someone that you and i know but we don't like mm-hmm. Already uh, got in my mind yeah go, go so okay oh bleep bleep <laughs> bleep what i don't uh, that's too close it's too it's revealing too it's too revealing, it's too revealing that, I that i said gender okay but let's just say that this person <laughs> uh-huh. gets cast in something right okay let's just imagine yes i don't think i would like be like congrats to my best boo i always knew that you were talented you know when we see a lot of people do that shit so so like we're not fake but we're not gonna air our dirty laundry on the on the I'm not going to be, look, do we have a podcast where we critique people's work? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but not when it could cost us a job. Except Mm-mm. that absolutely Arl Stein might never want me working on a show of his, which I respect. You know what? I've said some harsh things. It, and it's it's fully within his right to be like, you know what? I want to surround myself with positivity. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And God bless. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't even know where we I don't even were. know how I, well, truly, I, I got I so truly. lost, so lost, so lost. Oh, Greg Berlanti is doing Forbidden Game. That's yeah. how this started. You know, good for him. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, and the show that the show that I didn't I wouldn't have expected he was a part of was um, the flight attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, I did not expect that, which I'm enjoying. I, I didn't watch it yet, though. It is another like I'm a sexy woman and the way I messed up is I drink a lot and I have a lot of sex with hot men. Mm-hmm. But she's also like not as put together and glamorous. Okay. I mean, it's Kaylee Cuoco, so she's still gorgeous, but. I mean, she can't help that part. She can't help. But that at least part. she's not in like perfectly beautiful lingerie like yeah, laying it, out. Yeah, she doesn't a... look like a like 60s midge doll. She doesn't look like a fucking like Chanel number no. five ad. Yes, exactly. Which is like. <laughs> Um. So yeah, uh, we don't know if we will ever get a finish tonight. World probably not. If she hasn't done it by now, the last time she talked on her blog was 2015. I don't have high hopes. 
Is she like Richard Simmonsing us? Like, is she disappeared? Is she around? Is she talking? Is she doing things since twenty fifteen? Huh? Is elder abuse happening? Yeah. Are we worried about that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> She's fifty five. 56 okay that took not quite there not quite not quite not quite um but yeah that's the book um, yeah so it turns out jez is the wild power she's able to defend herself from lily redfern because of it and um na-na. yeah because there isn't <laughs> even the really a big fight it's a pretty small fight it's small it's small and she does her her wild power thing because she didn't realize it was her because basically like you have to spill blood before doing it. And so she does um, because the first time with the little girl, she was watching it on TV and I guess the location doesn't matter. And she was being scratched by Claire because Claire was like freaking out and holding her really tight. And then mm-hmm. the other time she had been scratched and then she was watching Iona in the burning building. No, she didn't do it that time. She did do it that time. No, oh, Iona the, jumps yeah. off. Yeah. Sorry. I meant the first time on the news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I spaced. Sorry. And then the second one was oh, the train mm-hmm. where she and Claire were stuck on the rails and she had gotten scraped, so she was mm-hmm. bleeding then. And then she was bleeding um at the end when they all get captured by the red ferns and and, and does the whole thing and fantasy and like, books dot, dot, dot. love the concept of blood magic. They love it. Everybody is a little it. bit different, but it does make sense. Like blood and being cut is such an intense mm-hmm. sight and feeling. Well, and it's such a primordial, like I'm giving of me. Yeah. To and it gets this back thing. to the vampire. Yeah. Blood is life. Blood is death. Yeah. But fantasy books love blood magic. They do. They do. Um, so yeah, that's uh sorry to peter out, guys, but that is sort of, yeah, the feeling I was left with. Yeah. Yeah. But it's totally worth reading. Still better, Still better than, than the... Like most of the books we read yeah. for the show. Yeah. It's just the L.J. Smith... Good writing. Bar is is higher. Yes. Particularly um, like in this series alone, let alone mm-hmm. in general. It's so interesting that like I had never heard of the Night World books. I had never heard of L.J. Smith. I hadn't either. Why? How did this happen? And these are so How did this what happen? we would have loved. It makes no sense. I'm over yeah. here reading Christopher Pike Last Vampire. Never even heard of L.J. Smith. That's really weird. Yeah. And then even when the Vampire Diaries came out, I just didn't even, I didn't even know. Yeah, no idea. But they're so like written for us, which is very yeah. funny. It's really weird. Um. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. A special thank you to our Patreon listeners. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash teencreeps. We've got a lot of extra stuff for you. Uh, also, if you have not received your stickers, check your um, Patreon messages because I've sent out a bunch of messages to some people. Um, it's just that your address is not in the system. So uh, check that. Uh, yeah, because everybody who gets $5 and above gets a sticker when they join mm-hmm. so let me know uh update the mailing address out there um and a special thank you to our patreon producers uh you guys help uh you guys give uh very generously and we appreciate that mm-hmm. thank you amanda dangle and dwyer ashley fritz brian petty the second claire moore 
Courtney McPhail, Daniela Mana, Danny, Emily Pooley, Gabriela Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Grace Armstrong, Jeremy Cronk, Jessica Smith Harper, Jonathan Venable, Jordan Colwick, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Kelly Burns, Chris Dorina, Landry Desmond, Laura Hooper, Lonnie Martin, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Wolschlager, Lindsay's best friend from <laughs> high school, Marcy Raquel Blackwell, Marco Pavlicich, <laughs> Melody, Megan Lozier, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Oscar Gallegos, Randy Clett, Rashad Black, Rogue Kalahua, Sersha Descaro, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Nichelle, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sydney Bollinger, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Valdez, and Wendy Bartos. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, next week, we are reading Silent Night 3 by Arl Stein. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see how this how our main character has reverted again to her evil ways and indeed Reva. Reva, we stand Reva you bitch. You big old no bitch. No choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really just next level. Um so thank you so much everybody. We really appreciate all of you. Uh you can follow us on everything at Teen Creeps Pod. And we'll see you uh, next week. We're a mask. That's it. Stay at home. Um keep it creepy forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.